This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. How's your Tuesday going? I'm Angela Cocott. Thanks for hanging out with me this afternoon. It's funny, I'm just a day, second day into returning from holiday. And yesterday I was saying, yeah, it's great. I'm glad I'm back. And then things sort of settle in and you think, oh, right, I am back. I'm back to the grind. It's not a grind. I love my job. I love chatting with you. And I love chatting with you that is always on everyone's radar. And it's it's a controversial issue. But I think it's one that we have to talk about. And, of course, it's about vaccines, vaccinating children and anti-vaxxers. You can text me 770-770, but usually I don't even have to tell you the text number when we start talking about this. I get lots of texts and phone calls. But the reason I want to talk about it today is the fact that there is a movie, and we talked about this a few months ago when the movie actually was dropped from the film festival, the Tribeca Film Festival in New York, Robert De Niro having some concerns with it. It's called Vaxxed, From Cover-Up to Catastrophe. And I want to just play a quick clip here from the trailer. My phone rings, and it's Dr. William Thompson, You and I don't know each other very well. You have a son with autism, and I have great shame now. There's a whistleblower from the CDC who's going to come out and say that the CDC had committed fraud on the MMR study and that they knew that vaccines were actually causing autism. My oldest son, Ian, was walking and running. After the vaccine, he was no longer able to do that. So I called the clinic, and I said, I think my child's had adverse reaction to those shots. And then came the head bang, the constant banging against anything that he could find. Right now, I'm sitting in a very pretty position in terms of providing you a lot of information. The first thing that Thompson did was to plot a graph. Now, if there's no link between early MMR and autism, those two lines should track together. Now, they do track together until they get to 15 months. Then they separate, and they continue to separate thereafter. And they sliced and diced the data in an effort to get rid of that effect. The relative risk of receiving an autism diagnosis was astronomical. Wow. The CDC had known all along there was this MMR autism risk. That last voice you heard is Dr. Andrew Wakefield. He is actually the director of the film. And the other reason the name might sound familiar was because, of course, he was the doctor who was stripped of his medical license in the UK after publishing a fraudulent study that falsely linked vaccines to autism. So, Angela, why are you talking about this movie? Well, I'm talking about it because it was airing here in Calgary a few weeks back. It's airing in Edmonton. And a lot of people have a concern with the fact that this is being broadcast and the message that it is sending continues to encourage more people to be against vaccinations. I want to bring in my guest this half hour Tim Caulfield, he's Canada Research Chair in Health Law and Policy and a professor in the Faculty of Law, the School of Public Health at the University of Alberta. He joins us today. Hello, Tim. Good afternoon. What do you have against this film? Uh, I actually have a lot against this film. Um, I, I, I think you've outlined some of the problems right from the start. Look, there is no controversy in the scientific community about the safety and efficacy of vaccination. It is safe. It is effective. It is one of the great triumphs of science in the last couple hundred years. In fact, one of the great triumphs of public health in the last couple 
100 years. So there's no controversy there. But the controversy is around this alleged conspiracy or this idea that, uh, and in fact, 20%, if you believe the statistics, 20% of Americans and a good hunk of Canadians believe that there is some kind of conspiracy between the government and big pharma mm -hmm. uh, to to market and sell and provide vaccinations, even though uh, they allegedly know it causes autism. So there, that's the other place where there's controversy, this alleged link between vaccination and autism. And again, there is no evidence to support that proposition. So uh, I am concerned, and there's some evidence to support this, that the showing of the film uh, provides further ammunition or, or perhaps creates further hesitancy among people such that the vaccination rates go down even further. So, yeah, that's, that's some of my concerns yeah. with this film. Uh, and when we talk about vaccination rates in our province, I think, are they around 30%, something like that? Uh, for, it, depend, it depends on what vaccination you're talking about. Right. Um, they have gone down for, even for the MM. Are they've gone? They're not very high for at all for the flu vaccination. And, and maybe I it's the flu the I'm thinking. Of. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. the flu one I'm thinking of. But when it comes to the mumps, measles, rubella, which is the one that a lot of parents say, should I be doing this? Is it going to cause autism? We've have we seen those numbers drop as well? Uh, those numbers have dropped, particularly amongst uh, particular uh, particular communities. Um, and again, we have to do more research on this. But it's it's certainly been suggested that movies like this and this conspiracy theory have led to the decrease in the vaccination rates, not just for MMR, but for really for all vaccinations. And, and you know, there's so many, there's still success stories coming out, like the HPV vaccination. You know, it's a big success story. The recent studies have come out, even one from Canada, one from Alberta, hooray, that really show the impact it can have uh, on disease rates. So, mm -hmm. you know, the vaccinations are a good news story. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not talking about banning. I'm not talking about censorship. I'm not talking about any of those things. I'm a Big believer in free speech. I'm talking about a decision by a private company. You know, there's lots of movies they can choose from to to uh, to market this one and to show this film. Yeah, and that's that's the tough one, isn't it, Tim? Because I I feel that you know I, I've seen the trailer and I think, oh my gosh, people are now going to even buy into it more. However, in the end, it still is their decision whether they believe it or not. But you're concerned that you know just. By showing this, there's going to be more people who jump on the anti-vaxxer bandwagon. Uh, that's right. And it's almost, it's almost those, the, the ones that are uncertain that I'm most concerned about. And there's actually evidence to back this up. So there's fascinating research that shows that these core group of individuals that are more likely to be conspiracy theorists. And, and, I, and it's hard to say that without sounding pejorative, right? To sound, yeah. But, but it, there is interesting evidence that shows that, right? And, and that they help hold these beliefs. But what, then what happens is they're often the same community that, that spreads these ideas. And then you have this other group of individuals that, that you know, they're worried about their kids kids and, and they're on the internet and they, are, they become more hesitant. And there's interesting research that's come out recently. Uh, my friend Josh Greenberg from the University of Ottawa did this work and found about, about 20% of Canadians do have some concern. You know, they're, they're vaccination hesitant, as they said. So it's sort of that community that I'm, I'm most worried about. You know, will even the advertising around this, around this film kind of push them over the edge? And, you know, and it re this film really is about a conspiracy theory. 
And when you're listening to that trailer, they're saying CDC. I think Canadians might mishear it and think it's CBC, but that's the Centre for Disease Control, correct? Uh, that's right. And, and the allegation is that there is some kind of nefarious connection between the CDC and Big Pharma. Um, and they're suppressing the data that suggests that there is a connection between vaccination and autism, and there's just no evidence to support that, you know, at all, right? That, uh, that is a myth. Do we have a documentary that tells people that? I, I'm almost wondering if the CDC has to do more to say, here are the facts, um, and, and instead of listening to or watching films like this. Well, you know, this is the real challenge, Angela, because you're just, again, studies have shown this, just giving people the facts usually doesn't change their mind, yeah. right? Um, and they're fascinating work showing that. And the other problem is that, you know, social media allows the rapid transmission of these myths. And, they, um, you know, they get these what's called confirmation bias, right? So, you know, you hear this, you hear this suggestion from this, this, this movie, and then you go to uh, the internet and you Google it, and you can find a whole boatload of information that seems to confirm this myth, you know, this confirmation bias. And then once you've, you've sort of settled on that idea, it's really hard to change people's minds. And, and that's one of the reasons I am, you know, as I said, I'm concerned about the showing of this film and, and the airing of, of the, all the marketing around it. Uh, Tim, I want to take a break here, and I am getting lots of phone calls. I don't know if you want to address them. I can, because I, I'm, and people are saying, Ange, I can't believe you're protecting your guests. No, it's just that when my producer sets these up, they usually know whether or not they're going to have to take questions. Tim, do you want to take questions or sure, can I, I'll okay, good. Let's, let's take a break here because, you know, I'm, I'm getting questions along the line of whether or not can't we question things. So let's put Tim on hold just for now to take a break. We are talking about a film called Vaxxed, From Cover-Up to Catastrophe. And Tim is clear in saying he believes in freedom of speech, but he also thinks that there's got to be almost a cautionary note with it as well. I'm Angela Kogot. You're listening to Calgary Today on Newstalk 770. Back after this. It's a movie called Vaxxed, and it did play in Calgary a few weeks back. It's playing in Edmonton, and uh, it basically talks about the cover-up. It's called From Cover-Up to Catastrophe, Dr. Tim Caulfield is Canada Research Chair in Health Law and Policy Professor in the Faculty of Law and the School of Public Health at the University of Alberta. Tim, I think even in watching that trailer, you can understand how this is such a powerful topic because you are talking about children who are autistic and parents don't have answers. And so tell me what what there is when you talk about the research for the causes of autism. Yeah, I think that you've really touched on an important point, and this is one of the reasons people speculate, and there's some research to back this up, that people make these connections, right? They make these, you know, um, it's called a, a causal illusion, where people, you know, someone has received the vaccination, and then they start presenting with uh, autism characteristics and they make the connection between the two and then there's then there's the the confirmation bias takes over and they can see evidence on the internet to support that theory and off it goes but the uh, the Autism is a very complicated. We're still trying to to investigate what causes it. it it's very multifactorial. There's certainly a genetic component to it, uh, but it's. I think the evidence is absolutely definitive that it is not caused by vaccination. 
like Wakefield, who is the director of this movie, right, mm-hmm. is been determined, as you pointed out in the intro, he has been determined to be a fraud. He's had his license stripped. His theories about autism have been discredited by independent sources. So we're not talking discredited by big pharma. Uh, and this film really is propaganda. So look, I know all documentaries, so you can put them on a kind of a continuum, right? Um, you know, pe- people may not like the tone or themes and conclusions in documentaries, but there is on a continuum between out-and-out propaganda and ones that there are more objective. And this certainly, I think, falls on the propaganda uh, side of that continuum. Then I'm going to throw in Jenny McCarthy. I mean, Andrew Wakefield did enough to set us way back. But Jenny McCarthy also, I mean, had people believing that that's why her son had autism. Yeah, you know, it's so true. You know, she's had a very, very powerful impact on the, the, the whole public discussion around around vaccination. Uh, and it's another really good example of, you know, a false balance, right? And I think that this film is when people say, oh, we have to hear both sides of the story. Well, not both sides are equal. So you have a person like Jenny McCarthy on CNN talking about the connection between vaccinations and autism, and she's debating a PhD from the CDC who has spent his life studying the issue. And who do we remember? We remember Jenny McCarthy. I can't even remember the PhD. Uh, So it really shows you the power of celebrity, the power of social media, and the power of this message. Okay, here's a couple of texts that I wanted to share with you. And uh, does Tim have kids, and are they vaccinated? Four kids, every vaccination, including the HPV for the boys. Ask him about people that are vaxxed and how they shed all over everyone. Have you heard about shedding? So I'm not sure what I, I'm not sure I follow that claim. Yeah, okay, good. So you don't know that, I don't know it either. Another person here says, um, uh, I have four children, eight grandchildren, three great-great-children, all received MMR, none has autism. You don't have to respond to that, but this person, another person says here, and this is back to your comment, comment even about HPVs when it comes to HPV rates. Um, Cancer rates have dropped in five years since they started at high schools and junior highs. And you touched on that, that um, once they started bringing in the human papilloma virus vaccine, right, uh, that we have seen cancer rates, especially when we're talking about the cervical cancer. Is that what the most recent one research that I was hearing as well? I mean, it's really a wonderful success story, and it would be even more successful if more people got it in the U.S., People are shying away from it for a whole bunch of reasons, partly because of, of the myths around it. And, you know, and I think it's important also to, to realize, you know, I am completely sensitive. In fact, we've done research on this, the impact of big pharma and the trust issue with big pharma. There are, are real issues associated with the relationship between industry and researchers and industry and how research results are published. Completely sympathize with that concern. But that does not mean that Wakefield is right. And often those things are conflated, I think, you know, the, the trust issue. So I think that, that researchers and uh, the public health community has to take that trust issue seriously. And I think that that's one place where we can improve. Someone here says, you have just lost all credibility with me. They're talking to me, not you, Tim. Mm-hmm. Jenny McCarthy, sigh, please. Well, wait a second. I hope no one heard me saying that I believe in what Jenny McCarthy was saying. So I don't know how you think that I'm, I'm saying Jenny McCarthy is the expert in vaccinations. That was the concern that so many people believed mm-hmm. in Jenny McCarthy. Another person says, I'm tuning in late. Has Dr. Caulfield seen the movie? The PhD who called out the CDC was Dr. Thompson. Yeah, you're not saying it was Dr. Thompson, wasn't it? 
that we've been hearing in that movie. Yeah, that's right. And if, but of course, the whole theme is that there's this cover-up, right, about the connection between the MM. Our vaccination yeah. and autism, right? And that they they monkeyed with the data. So this is another really good example, I, I think, of conflating issues because you take that is a real issue that re, when researchers play with st- statistical significance, uh, there's been some in, very interesting research uh, lately that shows that happens more often than we'd like to see. So so it's interesting. We're mixing up you know genuine issues with the way research is done and the way that research is reported, which I think is a real problem. We've done work on that ourselves, and the the connection between vaccination uh, and autism. Um, so I, I think that, you know, we have got to do a better job of, of making sure people can trust the science that they see and, and that there are, are independent sources that they can turn to. Uh, let's get one call in here before I have to say goodbye to you, Tim. Hey, Daniel. Hey there. Um, real quick, I just, uh, I'm just kind of curious. Like, I, I know vac- uh, what I've heard about vaccines is that they're not like 100% effective. Is that, would that be a correct statement, you think? Yeah, that's that is true, and of course, it depends on on the vaccination from something. And I think that's one of the reasons there's so much debate about the flu vaccination, right? Because it is it doesn't it's not a magical bullet that's going to make sure that you don't get the flu. But then there are other ones, like you know, look at the polio vaccination has done, right? Um, and look at the MMR vaccination has done, and we've already reported on the results for the HPV. But the important thing is, the more people that get vaccinated, the more powerful it is. They call it herd immunity, right? So the more people that are vaccinated, uh, the better job the vaccination does okay so well but i'm just curious what 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 should a parent do when they hear of a story of a, what seems like an honest woman saying that she you know her kid was running jumping having a good time has the vaccine and then the next day he's banging his head on the wall and you want like are they i just i just have a real hard time with the whole just don't don't worry about that just trust us you know what I mean? Yeah, so that, that's, a, you know, and I think that exactly what you described is often what generates the belief and the connection. So that is called a causal illusion. And there's some people that suggest that a lot of uh, misperceptions of reality are, are, are down to that, right? And, and sometimes that people believe that things work because of that ca- causal illusion. So they take a homeopathic solution and they feel better. Well, we don't know if it was a homeopathic solution or something else. And it's the same thing here. Just because something happens close in time does not mean that they're, they are related. And if you do, that's why you have to do research. You have to do research where you use good methods. If you use good methods, you can tease out those biases and you can get a better picture of reality. Daniel, thanks for the question, only because I only have Tim for so much time, even though I've got way more questions from people. But um, I'll do my best to answer those in the next half hour. But Tim, someone says, did you see the movie? You know what? I have not seen the movie. I've seen the trailer, and I've read and read and read about it, and I know all the issues behind it very, very well. It's fascinating because it puts you in that weird kind of position where, you know, do I go see it and uh, do I support it? I've seen big hunks of it, Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't sat in a theater and watched it, and I don't know if I could stand that. Well, and another person talks about um, having polio. Hold on here. I apologize. I'm getting so many texts that they kind of bounce around. I'm 69 years old and contracted polio when I was three years old, a couple of years before the Salk Salk vaccine rather was available. I'm a firm believer in vaccinations. I invite anyone against them to come and debate with me. I would not want to see any child have to go through what I have. Why don't we end on that note, Tim? Okay, that sounds like a perfect note to end on. And and no I'll, con- I'll, I'll continue to share the texts here and take the phone calls because I know people always want to talk about it, but I'm glad you had some time for us today, Tim. 
Thanks a lot, Angela. All right, Tim Caulfield, Canada Research Chair in Health Law and Policy and a professor in the Faculty of Law, School of Public Health at the University of Alberta. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.